Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker, and we're discussing with you today, is there a part of Buffalo's game that still hasn't peaked? Curious to know if you have any thoughts on that. Offense, defense, special teams, everything's up for discussion you let us know at 803-0550, The number to get on board. Got open lines for you there. Or you can hit us up on the tweet sheet at One Bills Live. Leading us off today is Dick in Newfane. Dick, what do you got for us? You're on One Bills Live. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Listen, I'm just wondering about Dorsey's failure to adjust his game plan in view of all that blitzing that was going on. Uh, I mean, they they get to Josh seven times, and we throw to Hines once. Uh, it seems to me we should have used the check down pass or a screen to help that offense out. Uh, just wondering if you guys have any thoughts on that. Well, yeah, I, I, I'll say this. You scored 34 points, and I don't think there's too much wrong with it. Um, the re- One of the things you want to do, and and some of it's probably not on Dorsey, because if you go back and look at the All-22 film, like on the 52-yard pass to Diggs early in the game, he, Josh had a wide-open Cole Beasley on the right by himself with nothing but green grass around him, and the two DBs were 15 yards deeper than him backpedaling. So he would have been a catch and run for sure. Uh, but he went the deep route. Um, don't ever think that there's no options other than going deep. There always is, always. Um, and you know, even if they're, if you, even if you send four verts, four vertical routes down the seams, there's always a, a back checking down. So it's up to Josh and the, and every quarterback to choose where he's going to throw the football. So just because they kept going deep, I think it was just a function that Josh says, "Listen, it's there. I'm taking it," and it worked. For a couple of times, he, he threw one he threw one long one to Diggs that set up a touchdown, and then the next one got picked off down there as well. But when a team goes zero, when I say zero, there's no free safety, and all these guys are man-to-man across there. As soon as the wide receiver gets one step past the guy, he's wide open. It's hard to pass that up as a quarterback. Well, especially so, when you trust your guys. I, this thing about everybody going nuts over so many deep balls – yeah, you're going deep. I, I do it again. If they if they come if the Bengals come out doing that again, you can bet they're going to do it again. Yeah, they're going to do it because he wants to make him pay. But just because they're throwing deep, as Steve pointed out, doesn't mean there aren't checkdowns built into the concept of the pass play. 
So I would say if you have an issue with them not taking checkdowns more, that falls on Josh's decision-making, if that is your criticism. If you want to talk about other things like design or not adjusting as you see it, I guess maybe you can have an argument there with the coaching decisions, but I think a lot of the time, probably more than 95% of the time, the shortcomings on the field have more to do with execution and player decision-making than they do coach decision-making. Yeah, and and I'll say this, and we were talking about you know, the screen pass. We've talked a lot about the screen passes and stuff and the lack thereof over the course of the, the, season, last, really. the last handful of years, not only under yeah. – under, Dorsey. Ken Dorsey, but also Brian Dable, they didn't do it really well either. One of the things I, I have always thought, and I don't, I don't have any data to back this up, but this is what I think as a guy who played and what my mindset would be and what I've seen other guys' mindsets be as they play defense against players like Josh and Lamar Jackson and Mahomes. You rush those guys, your antenna are always up because you're ready for him to pull it down and run. Uh, Josh, more so than a lot of guys, Mahomes a lot, and certainly Lamar. You're really worried about it. So screen passes tend to work less because when they're rushing the pass and they're kind of keeping an eye out for him doing something, they kind of feel the back and the tight end and all those guys releasing, and they get a sense, a better sense, because their ears aren't back. There's nothing's happening. He's got to drop back and throw it deep. We know it. Here we go. Rather than, okay, he's dropping back, but what's he going to do? Is he going to run this or what? And when you're on the, when you got your antenna up like that, you feel the screen pass develop and they, they snap it off. So the Bills have never been really good at it because guys rush Josh differently than they rush other quarterbacks because they're afraid he's going to pull it down and they're ready to go sideways to cut him off. So when you're doing rushing like that, you're more attuned to those nuances that tip you off to a screen pass that's coming. And it yeah. makes them hard to run. I, that's my two cents for the whole thing. I like that theory. Um, I've And I don't have any data about that or anything. It's maybe mobile quarterbacks run screens better, for all I know. But I think, as a defender, you know, I, I just, you know, quarterbacks like Joe Burrow and Brady and all these guys, you know they're never going to run it. Yeah, they tend to run those screens a little better than guys like Josh, Lamar, and Mahomes, and those others. Let's go to Dave in Niagara Falls next. Dave, what do you got for us? You're on One Bills Live. Hello, Chris and Steve. Uh, thanks for letting me on. I was sure. just wondering. Uh, I was watching the game. You know, when the fourth and eight that Miami had it, when they threw that little flare pass out to the side, and Milano missed a tackle, but Edmonds was right there. Didn't he get blocked in the back? And yeah, he did. The first down. Yeah, he, he did. did. They missed it. Okay, I thought I was the only one that seen it, man. No, nope. I was saying it on the broadcast. I was not happy. I was he like, did. He got I blocked was, in the back. I think it was Tyreek that got him. That you know, it wasn't you. a massive and block. He, he picked his hands up like he didn't do anything. Like oh, I, didn't, I didn't touch him. Yeah, it, it, yeah, he, he did. It wasn't a devastating block, no. but it was a difference maker. I thought. Um, but yeah, you're right. Yes, Dave, you're right. Yeah, they they missed that one. Wasn't the only one they missed. There were others. And there's yeah, and Miami's probably got a beef on a couple yep. of calls too. I mean, that's just and it's easy to sit here after you as long win as it by evens three. out, as long as it's relatively even, none are so egregious mm-hmm. that it really costs you something major. For those of you who've been watching this stuff closely, Joey Bosa of the, of the Chargers just absolutely 
vilified the officiating crew that finished their game. Yeah. He was livid uh, and got a penalty thrown on him as he walked off the field by the official. Because he threw his helmet on the ground. And he also, um, in the postgame, right by his locker, spoke to the, to the media, and he was – Yeah, still hot. He was very upset. And so uh, I, don't th- I think it's misplaced, but I get it. Believe me, I've been there. So, yeah. it's, and, and th- so you're not alone, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to the phones and to Mike in Amherst next. What do you got for us, Mike? Hey, guys. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, to answer one of your questions, you were asking um, what part of the Bills team can peak. Um, I was at the game on Sunday, and it was the first game I'd been to in a couple years, and it really kind of recalibrated the way I look at the talent of the defense. You know, when you watch the game on TV, you miss a lot of what goes on, and I was so impressed with Elam and Hoyer and White. I mean, you don't get to see all those little battles that go on in the game, and they shut Hill and Waddle down. I mean, this is – I'm stating the obvious, but Edmonds is just an absolute savage. I mean, blowing guys up, open field tackles, reading the plays. Milano, we know what he does. Um, I was just so impressed with the defense, and I think I want to remind my fellow Bills Mafia that we are exactly where we're supposed to be. Um, this team is who we thought they were, and um, I'm optimistic about them. I'm not surprised the Dolphins played us tough. They always do. And um, really my biggest takeaway was just how great our defense has been playing, and I really do think they have the ability to peak. I'll hang up and listen to what you guys have to say. Thank okay. you. Okay, thanks for the call, Mike. Good call there. Yeah, yeah. it's fun when you're at the game because you can kind of zero in on a matchup that you want to watch. You know, you're not, yeah. you're not beholden to what the TV cameras are showing you. At the I, site. I thought, and some of it probably was, you know, Skylar Thompson. True. But I thought, I thought the defensive backfield played re, maybe their best game in a while against Waddle and Hill. Um, certainly they gave up some plays, as you would expect. Everybody's going to make plays against you at some point. But, man, oh, man, I thought they really did a nice job against those guys and played their best. I thought Kyer Elam... Um, was almost a completely different player than he was at the beginning of the year. Yeah. He was, and it showed. He was really good. Um, Tredavious was good in coverage. Um, you really saw Kyrie Elam's elite athletic traits on display in that game. People ask, why is he a first-round pick? You saw it on Sunday. Running step-for-step step with Tyreek Hill on an 18-yard comeback route, that might be about – Eight corners in the league that can do that? Yeah. I mean, he's one of them. Yeah. Tyreek and Jalen Waddle had some opportunities. And early on, they got the Bills were beneficiaries of drops in that game. Yeah. And as were the, as were the Dolphins at certain times with Bills drops. But uh, I think. Like I said, I thought they're defensively the Bills played extremely well in the back end with Milano and Edmonds and the defensive backs. I'd still like to see more from the pass rush. Uh, their run defense was very good, though. And I think it's going to be interesting to see because I, I think at this point with the guys that are hurt with Cincinnati, that the Cincinnati def- offensive line is not going to be as good as the Dolphins' offensive line was Yeah, uh, because of the injuries that – has beset the Bengals. 
So we'll see if the Bills can make more hay in their pass rush up front and help those guys in the back a little bit more. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, 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 I do think Mike from Amherst was right. The defense was fun to watch a little bit this last week. And although, you know, Miami got some breaks with some short fields because of the turnovers and the fumble recovery touchdown, yeah. they played really well against them. Break time for us here, but more of your phone calls when we return. It's One Bills Live, presented by Kaleida Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.